Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Again, my name is Stephen Beckman. I am the CEN, the Chief Executive Nobody of the Mesh News Project. I want you guys to go ahead and feel free to reach out to us on our social channels as well as our website. You can check out the Mesh News Project's website at meshnews, that's M-E-S-H, news.org, as well as the Contel Pro 2.0 uh, wiki and resources Um which is COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. You can tap into the video series that Cole exists around this podcast, which is videos with an S, videos.COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, ZERO.com. And then you can reach our podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts.COINTELPRO, the number two, and zero z-e-r-o dot com spelled out thanks for listening and we will see you in the next episode this is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast my name is Stephen Beckman I am the CEN the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project Mesh News Project can be reached at meshnews.org that's m-e-s-h-n-e-w-s dot org Now, why am I recording this podcast series? Well, a while back, some local military with some intel training and some corrupt law enforcement had um, an extortion racket, which they abused their authority and their position and tried to extort me for a rumored annuity payment they they thought I was going to be getting, which was substantial. Now, this turned out to be a much greater situation while these people were harassing me to pay them and I didn't have any money so this didn't make any sense you know you start searching through your mind how what could have started this what could have what could I have done to make this happen and this ended up revealing a major crime I was exposed to which I didn't know was legit I didn't know it was somebody trying to leak something back on the early internet and I came across it and once I brought that up then my um, aggressors then tried to figure out how they could monetize that. And that was a whole new um, set of drama. But that's what got the federal government and the military, um, military industrial contractors involved in my abuse was this leak I came across. So one situation car crashed into another, and now both parties would like to stay out of jail and for me to shut the hell up. And that's how I um, got into the COINTELPRO 2.0 program. Now you can see the details of the leak I was exposed to. It doesn't have anything to do with this podcast in particular. I want to keep the subject matter on this podcast in particular. But you can take a look at that leak. Uh, It's justiceforjfkjr.com. I was able to, you know, publish this before my aggressors were able to monetize it, which created a whole unno- whole another set of problems, which I also won't get into. But that's how we got here. That's how we arrived at the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast, website, resource wiki, and our hopes for this side project from Mesh News is to make it so the federal government can no longer do these things to American citizens. And for people who are uh, 
under the pressures and aggressions of just gang stalking, which is a more local situation, for you to understand the tactics and to protect yourself to make these aggressors stop because it really is a severely traumatic and arresting um, sort of experience. And hopefully we can all educate each other. This isn't going to be about magical stuff. This podcast isn't about magical things like, you know, computer chips that read your fucking brain or the Freemasons and the and the Illuminati after you, because there's a lot of snake oil out here. We stay grounded. We back our stuff up with science. And our hope is to, if you are a victim of COINTEL, uh, of gang stalking or COINTELPRO 2.0, is that we can bring you back down to the ground and give you some peace of mind and provide the resources where then you can start to rebuild, take back your life. Or if you are a whistleblower or a journalist who likes to stick his nose in things or you possibly could have dirt on somebody of prominence this guide is also for you because that's when you know it would switch from gang stalking to COINTEL Pro which is much more um, over the top but our, our goal and our focus is to provide this resource because this form of abuse, it tries and tends to leave no trace. It leaves the person com- feeling completely defeated. Um, it installs what's called a learned helplessness in a person. So we wanted to provide this for you, and we hope this resource can help you in take your life back so let's get right into today's episode um actually you know what let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get into that i'm having some feedback from our last episode and you know um some people are saying you know i'm coming across as an open wound or what have you uh, this this podcast is not only a guide for you guys, but you really need to understand, for people who aren't going through this program, you really need to understand the stresses are completely unrealistic for a normal person to be going through. I mean, even if you were like some sort of high-powered attorney or... Somebody who had you know, an extraordinary life. And he had high stress and, you know, lots of things going on. It wouldn't add up to the short circuit that, sort of, so to speak, happens when going through COINTELPRO or gang stalking. The tactics are, first and foremost, I mean, the most of these tactics have been engineered by the U.S. government over the years. I mean, the COINTEL Pro, Pro program is decades old. And, like, your life is absolutely arrested. You know what I'm saying? Your internet is being filtered. P- 
pe- the police are looking the other way while while strangers abuse you. Um, you're 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 completely stripped of your basic basic constitutional rights, like the thing, the rights you were born with, the shit that assholes with wooden teeth figured out and was like, hey, you know what? Um, everybody should get at least this shit. I mean, those were wealthy landowners at the time. And then they were still like, yeah, you know what? If people don't have at least this number amount of things, it's going to be fucking chaos. People with wooden fucking teeth figured that shit out. Uh, and those are stripped from you. Um, you go through like a kangaroo court sort of lynching of you, your character. Um, it's it's an incredibly over-the-top, terrifying situation. And, you know, as I'm going through this, I think, I'm, I mean, I have some pretty rough episodes to listen to. I mean, I go back and I listen to them, and I'm very well aware of how gnarly some of them are. But, listen, like, as I'm going through this, I have shit I got to do on my, during, during, you know what I'm saying, I check off my list. And if they're not going to allow me to work, if they're not going to allow me to provide for myself, let alone drive a fucking car, they made that so difficult for me. And that sounds silly. If you don't understand how this program um, surrounds you way before you even know these motherfuckers are about to pounce on you, and gets all the things in place, gets temporary, you know... NSA fucking what are those things called warrants etc to filter your internet to you know seize your communications to withhold your communications just it's absolute chaos and look it puts you over the top like that and yes it is bad to see a person at that weak spot but there are, like, I'm getting reached out to by, I'm now, I mean, our podcast now is, we're about to hit 12,000 listeners. And I don't market this podcast at all. I don't. I don't market the video series. I don't market the website. I just started making this, and word of mouth got around. Um, but now I'm starting to get, like, journalists and podcasters, etc., who listen to this podcast and I'm getting some feedback from some of them um (laughs) one guy sent me a message so I feel like it's you know if one person had this thought probably a lot of other people did but it's important when you're listening to this podcast understand like this is really what this shit will do to you uh sometimes you know I, I, I'm on the, I have like to, on my to-do list, by the way, getting to make a to-do list while you're going through this abuse, one of the hardest things to do ever. I mean, aside from the fact that they're changing your body chemically, meaning you'll be fed drugs while this is going on. So like they'll feed you a bunch of hormones, which does make you emotional. They'll feed you testosterone. So you can be more aggressive when they understand that they're going to try to get you, like, they're going to have one of their buddies try to antagonize a fight with you. That's a real thing. They'll start, they'll start micro, they'll start dosing you with, like, testosterone and, like, products and stuff and, like, start letting it build up and then start to, uh, and then, and then figure out an area where they're going to try to put you in a catch-22 so you'll be, you know, all charged up in aggro and then you can go to jail and then they can finish you off in jail. Shit like that happens. Um, 
they'll put mercury salute they put mercury solution in my food and shit like that which has really um mercury if you don't know mercury does to the nervous system and the brain it's fucking horrible man um it affects concentration i mean these are people doing this gnarliest shit to you uh like you're an animal and um Due process, man. Everyone gets due process. If you can't stick to the fucking constitution, if you can't at least stick to the rules that the wooden teeth motherfuckers figured out, right? They didn't have internets and whatever. They just knew, hey, we see this pattern in humans, no matter what the government system, no matter what. And we know that things go to shit if people don't have these sorts of rights. Your First Amendment right, your Second Amendment right. You know what I'm saying? You're fucking your 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 fifth and sixth amendment right, your seventh amendment right, your eighth amendment right. Cruel and unusual punishment. The eighth amendment right. It's about cruel and unusual punishment. Um, you know, like you gotta have those things. So while I'm going through this abuse, you understand? Like some days, yeah, it is a lot stressful, but I'm also I'm starting I'm starting to normalize a lot of the abuse, a lot of the things that I consume. Because, you know, it is kind of an arresting situation. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of an open woundy kind of episode last time. But, like, you really have to understand, uh, humans are social animals. And if you're not exposed to this sort of uh, group stalking, it's basically a lynching. It's basically the modern form of a lynching. Because lynching is illegal, so then these tactics are used instead. And there's a huge psychological factor to it because your brain keeps telling yourself, like, this isn't natural. But after a while, you have to start to normalize it. Do you understand? And then law enforcement will go around town and encourage locals to do things. They'll tell people it's for whatever reason. A person will feel like, oh, well, I'm better than this person. And they'll start to treat you like shit. And what is called the um, halo effect will kick in. And if a cop, who cares if he's corrupt? Who cares if he's for sale? Who cares if, you know, like a local politician, you know what I'm saying? Some Isa, Isa baby, you know, guy um, pays off a bunch of shitty cops and he happens to be, you know what I'm saying? Like some rich politician does that to harass you or whatever. But like these suburbanites don't know. They just get told a crazy story with some dude who looks like he works for fucking UPS. I just say that because the sheriffs, they wear those all tan uniforms but um you know and this it's 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 a very traumatic and arresting situation and then once you add the augmentation with drugs and exposure to radiation etc and the um for me in particular since i had military contractors get involved i have the enhanced torture and i'm having to normal normalize that and like push that down every day and and yeah it is absolutely arresting some days and you know i think sometimes i'm like am i going to take that episode down am i going to re-record that when i'm in a better spirits because like i said it took me a while just to get to-do lists back on track for this because like this abuse completely makes you shut down you don't want to do anything productive you're already being blacklisted anyway so it's not like it's like you're not allowed to be allowed to have a life because if you blacklist, it means you can't get a job. It means you don't have money to do shit. So, but, 
yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think about it sometimes, but no, this is like a time capsule. Like, this is where it pushed me. This is where it, you know what I'm saying, takes you. And this is also, as, 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 as it is, what's it called? It is a guide. And I want this to be a guide for people who might want to talk out against powerful politicians, uh, large corporations, because large corporations are in the COINTELPRO business, getting people to shut up about, you know, toxic waste polluting the fucking sea animals or whatever they don't want the bad press or what like you know somebody's gonna blow the whistle or a journalist like they it's not just the u.s government you know private enterprise it's military industrial complex it's those are private those are corporations and they they offer their services to wealthy people they shouldn't but they still do it's on the it's on the low low they do for corporations etc so I want to offer this service of that. I want to offer it for whistleblowers and just people who are subject to gang stalking. But it's also my personal journey. It's also my struggles. It's also me being at the my wit's end, you know? And I really it really is that way. And um it might be easy for you to listen to this and be like this fucking wuss or what like If you just if you've never gone through it, you should probably just shut the fuck up. This is this is a real horrible experience. It's something that's not natural. It's meant to completely arrest you mentally, physically. It's meant to defeat your spirit. It's, it's meant to install something called learned helplessness, meaning like why even try? Learn helplessness. You should see the crazy experiments they did that with monkeys. They put these monkeys. Speaking of of uh, learned helplessness, one learned helplessness experiment they did back in the '60s, where they put these monkeys in this like V. They they made this cage, and in the cage, this um, they they welded metal together. So the inside of the cage, there's no floor to the cage. What there was was there's a V shape of the cage. Think of a V. So there is a V that went wide and then closes down at the bottom of the cage. And they put a monkey in there, and the monkey's natural instinct is to not slide down the cage and have his body all bunched up and not able to move. And they kept these monkeys in there forever, and eventually they succumbed to the the their their situation. And you know. Once they understood that, you know, the human psyche, after a while, you can break that spirit. Then, so once they understood these, that's it's important to know this experiment with the monkeys because once they understood this happened with primates on a, on a very basic level, then they started learning. Then they started trying to figure out ways that they could instill this into humans, which the U.S. government or people with these sets of skills, maybe former U.S. government people, could then use on targets to get them to shut down and. Look, it's it'd be it's easy for people to just observe this and be like, "Geez, this guy." And I I, I listened to that last podcast, and uh, it was hard, but I was having a really hard day. This stuff is out of control, and you know, I have people going around spreading a false narrative about me, and I'm not allowed to be part of this exchange. You understand? And it's being passed around by law enforcement, corrupt law enforcement, mind you. But, you know what I'm saying? 
they're not going to let me get back up. Because like I said, you know, like the intro of this podcast explains, like, there, I have two groups of people who need to keep their, their, their boot on me. One is the local law enforcement and military people that have this racket. Um, another, you know, and there's something called the blue wall. The best, you know, I think I go over the blue wall before. You know, the best example is when, uh, what's his name, killed George Floyd. A literal wall of police showed up to his house and guarded him all night. And that's how it is. We, we, we you know what I'm saying, he, he murdered a guy. And, um, yeah, that is the blue wall. So I have those assholes. I have the fact that there's these military, local military people were running a racket with these corrupt law enforcement people. So law enforcement was their boots on the ground. Military people were using their access to find people in the local community, people here worth robbing. I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot, there's a lot of corruption in San Diego. Sandy, I mean, it's a unique form of corruption because we have the largest concentration of military here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the industry here. You go to Detroit, it's cars. I bet GM has lots of pull and lots of connections in town to get shit done on, on the, on the creep, creep on the low, low. Here, it's, it's the U.S. government, it's the U.S. military. And they see the, and they feel very entitled to this city. And um, you ever seen the movie Two Guns? Best way I can put it for that. You ever seen the movie Two Guns? At the end of Two Guns, um, Mark Wahlberg and uh, what's his nuts? He's a great actor. Anyways, the they turned in this money. They found these guys who were criminals trying to steal this money. These Navy guys. And he tried to report it, and at the end, at the movie Two Guns, he gives uh, the the admiral, I guess you want to call, I don't know if he's admiral or what his rank was, I don't remember, basically gives a speech and saying, look, I understand what they did was wrong, but the reputation of the U.S. Navy is more important than exposing this crime that happened. And I'll be damned if I hurt the reputation of the Navy over letting these guys get away with it and that's essentially that is a mindset here especially here because the military owns this fucking city and the suburbs surrounding so then they will assist so I had that local situation and then I have the much bigger situation where I you know what I'm saying I ended up having dirt on this politician he was going up to bat for the president presidency around the same time this was going up and it turned to this whole fucking thing the whole town flipped upside down after this and that's something i'll go into probably later another episode who knows what format i'll use to tell that story concisely and in the right timeline but this is a it's a hard situation to go through man and some days are rough and and i still need to get these things done because like i said they're not giving me proper medical care I don't know what's actually wrong with my health. Um, they're not giving me straight answers. And when I went to try to get straight answers, I'd be penalized for going to the doctor because they wanted me just to shut up and die. So every time I would go to the hospital, when I would, when I noticed my health starting to fail, I would be rewarded after I got home with, radi- uh, with this radiation poisoning. And then, you know, I was given some sort of 
indirect message that stop going to the hospital and you feel sick and just deal with it. So they were trying to get me to not, they were, they were trying to make it so I wouldn't, I'd be, you know, discouraged. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on. So I still need to record these episodes because I don't know what's going on. No one's telling me anything and they're not going to tell me the right thing because if I get swept under the rug, become worm food, I eliminate a lot of problems for a lot of people with way more power and authority than I will ever have, will be allowed to have at this point, considering now it's been made aware what I was holding on to, which I didn't even realize at the time. So I have to get these episodes out. So even when I'm having the worst day, you know, I feel like I still need to get this shit out because um, if something happens with me, I want there still to be this resource where people can 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 recall onto because it's disgusting that the US government's been allowed to do this to you know and the, and then they've been trying to get better at it over the decades and because these tactics exist and there was no resource, no clear, concise resource. It was just little tiny nibbles of maybe some insight here or there. Uh, a lot of this community, you know, they deal in snake oil. They, they're talking about fucking, met, you know, the government reading your fucking brain waves and microchips in your brain and the fucking, the Illuminati and the Freemasons. Like, it's, it's, it's all crazy Bigfoot shit. So I didn't have this resource. Everything I learned, I learned from failure, which is the best way to, the most detailed way to learn something, but also the longest way to learn something. And since there was no resource for help, and I had a couple of years where, I, like I said, I had some contractors, military security contractors help me out because they heard about what was going on with me through the grapevine. You know, after I got my little push you know, it's up to me to uh, to pedal the bike. So, you know, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. So when I'm having a bad day, like my last podcast, I still gotta I still gotta have do I still gotta get it out. So, yeah. So I I got like a somebody sent me a message. Uh, are you sure you're not just a huge fuck up? <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. Um. And uh, believe it or not, when, when I get roasted in the comments on, you know, different platforms, whether it be fucking YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I laugh. I laugh. I mean, I can't take offense because you're just not in my shoes. It's like, you know what I'm saying, me try to sympathize with a fucking whale, what it's like to be a, you know, seafaring mammal. You know, it's just something you'll you'll just know. You'll never know. So you just, you know... It's it's still I, I still laugh even if especially when it's funny, but yeah somebody said how do you know you're not just a giant fuck up? It's like well you know because I had I have I've I have all the receipts I have all the receipts, unfortunately, you know so I I know how far this has gone, I know what's been going on I know the capabilities I know how they're doing it I know what they're doing, and um, I understand motivations at this point to suppress me. I, I eliminate a lot of problems for a lot of different people, all of which have way more authority and pull than I will ever have. So, yeah. You know? Some days are hard. Some days are easy. Like, um, 
people were commenting on that episode where I was talking about Catch-22s and how this girl was, what's it called, trying to make two different narratives exist at the same time. And over it was over like a just a normal sexual encounter. It was something I never even thought twice about, you know what I'm saying, when it was described to me. But there were people harassing me in town about this because... Um, what's the episode? Let me see the episode. Which one is it? I want to be detailed about this shit. Be together. Where's that fucking thing? There it is. Um... Keep in mind, I did an episode where I talked about all the other horrible things that that girl did. Um, yeah, she she's just not a saint. She definitely had a plan for plan for me. Uh, just I just yeah, she's just not a good person. But um, let me see, which one is it? I'm looking through my episodes right here. Yeah, Yeah, fuck. I have so many episodes. Well, yeah, there's something called The Washing Machine. There's an episode I did on February 11th last year. You can check that episode out. It's called The Washing Machine. Um... Where they keep you spinning about what's going on. I mean, there's just so much shit going on. And I, in one of my podcasts, I described, you know... Because at the time, what was going on in town was... <clears throat> there would be different narratives that you're going... That, that are being handed out in town. So, like, everybody... Because not everyone gets triggered by the same thing. Some people are animal lovers. Some people are all about their family. Some people really care about small businesses and... If you're, you know what I'm saying, if someone says that you stole money from someone or whatever, like just saying, just baseless accusations. So everyone has like a different flavor. And so I'm fighting different rumors just to exist in my own town. So all these different people have different reasons as to why they think it is they're allowed to do bad things to me. And and just like, so you know, selective hearing is, is like you only hear what you want to hear sometimes. Like you'll be half listening to your girlfriend like yapping in your ear and then she'll say something that you want to do or all of a sudden you'll like, your subconscious will spring to mind. So people will hear all the same information, but they'll just pick out what they didn't like about it and then that'll be their reason. And for a while, this girl had a lot of her support network because I understand there's some people in the background hammering me about this interaction I had with this girl but I understood what it is that they were doing and I get lots of hate for for that episode and it's a rough episode I've listened to it but it's legit like you're listening to me process at that time now I have a lot more retrospect on different situations after they happen, what have you. But like I said, the show must go on. As, as I think of new episodes of information that you absolutely must have, must know, must know what the thought processes are, etc. I'm processing information, a lot of the times I'm processing information because it's 
I'm like scrambling because I'm going through this thing and I want to like log it. You have to have no understand. There's no resource out there. I am the only resource for this shit. I noticed some people, uh, I mean, um, were trying to take some of my episodes and like remake them. That's hilarious. But um, as I'm going through this, I want to log it. And then sometimes, you know, I have some retrospect about it afterwards. And that is what it is. But like I said, um, you know what I'm saying? So like with that with that situation where I had to learn all the tactics that this girl and her group were using, how they were how she was working with the people who were doing the internet shit, how she was spinning a narrative, how she was um gaslighting me, how she was enabled to do this, that she had handlers to show her how to fucking put me in catch twenty twos. The fact that she was drugging me constantly before, like, I, at least a year and a half, two years before, you know, like I said, I was getting harassed and I made that episode about that situation because I also don't want people to get caught in a catch-22. And they are. They're engineered. They are absolutely engineered. But, um, I mean, like, you know, uh, in, in that in Living with the Enemy episode, we just did a couple recently where I go into some of the horrible shit that girl did. Like... That was happening during the honeymoon stage, motherfuckers. Like, this, that broad, just really toxic, horrible person. Um, yeah, honeymoon stage. She was drugging me so she could fuck dudes off Tinder and mess with some of the support staff. That's, I mean, first off, that's a class one felony. You understand? That's, that's a felony to drug someone so you could, you know benefit off of whatever the fuck it's it's a that's a felony she did that over like four almost nearly five dozen times to me i just thought i was a fucking narcolip no no no. i was getting fed drugs in my food so then i could pass out and she can have free time to i don't know fucking whatever she did and i don't want to you know slander anymore than i've already described her actions which isn't slander it's just describing her actions but really toxic toxic person anybody who associates with her just definitely needs to uh cons- take that in consideration but yeah so when these things happen you know i i want to have bad days I have good days and this is not only my guide to help you guys it's also a log of my journey and i mean shit who knows what's going to be left of me considering they have such control over my internet I mean, I could become worm food and these motherfuckers just delete everything. Do you understand? Considering the stuff that I've seen these motherfuckers able to do digitally, you think that stuff's ever forever on the internet? Like, let me put it this way. I've seen them delete shit off of the internet archive. You know, archive.org? That's a record of everything. At least there's like a trace of a page or maybe the images might be gone, but the text is still like, no, I've seen them delete things from the record of the Internet because it pertained to maintaining um, saving face for them. So who's to say fuck what happens? But I want this to be a fucking log. I want this to be a guide. I want this to be left behind for some people. And I have bad days and I have good days. And if you've if you if, if this isn't your life, then you should probably just shut up and take my word for it. Yes, I understand people go through different experiences different ways, but like I said, learn helplessness. You, they will break you. It is science. Okay, I am fighting science. 
I'm finding behavior science that they've already cracked the code on many decades ago. So, you know, yeah, I think that's all I want to say to that before going into this. So you understand. Yes, there are some that are hard to listen to, but I just, you know, it becomes too much, but I have to get this shit out of my face before I forget it. Because like I said, I mean, they, they're putting stuff like mercury solution in my food. They're giving me like Thorazine. They're giving me lithium. They're just giving me all these things. I'm not prescribed them. These assholes. Here's the thing. The thing, the thing with contractors is, is like there's lots of money to be made for not a lot of work. And the quality of work doesn't matter as long as they make whatever they're getting paid to do by the government. Not the government's fucking problem. So these assholes, these contractors and shit like that will constantly drug me, um, you know what I'm saying, I've even caught them, like, draining my fucking bank account, uh, to keep me isolated in an area, so then they can, I don't know, fucking probably make it easier for them to babysit me, whatever the fuck, like, they are really bad shit people, and they, not only are they supposed to put me through this Comatel Pro program, they also don't give they give zero fucks like you know what i'm saying they they're getting paid a ass ton of money to do this and they don't give a fuck so they go overboard on shit i imagine but you know what i'm saying with this the shit that they give me i mean they're giving they're putting mercury solution shit in my food and drinks i'm constantly having to find new ways on how they're breaking into my room and Except when I'm sleeping, and to adulterate stuff that I possibly have purchased that wasn't already pre-adulterated, um, to make me continue to consume these things, and they harm my brain, they harm my nervous system, etc. So when I mean when I get, I'm like, oh, I gotta talk about that. I gotta make this podcast. If I'm also having a bad day, you're you're gonna get a little piece of that. And I'm sorry. Well, not really. Yeah, like I said, man, this is my fucking journey. But I'm also trying to help you guys out. I want you guys to come to this because let's say one day a large group of people decide that they're going to try to swing on the king of the jungle. You're going to have to fucking know how these motherfuckers are going to come at you because they can't just... I mean, obviously they could just murk you in the street, but people who... Uh, make big career moves understand that you know what it's like to go to war with somebody else who also has resources even more so than you and so you know say they can offer some sort of protection or barrier to something that, that normal people couldn't necessarily afford but they will try to get you a million different other fucking ways or let's say you're just a regular asshole or what have you but these are tactics that you could use to help and protect yourself and I have to get these things down and some days you'll get my bad days but there's a lot of shit that happens and I try not to like spill my guts on it but you know eventually your cup fucking runneth over man you try to keep a cool head and run this shit uh, but yeah so getting into the material at hand because that is absolutely important I don't want to keep talking your ear off, but I felt I felt like that was important to touch base on because I think a lot of people misread because some people are just 
tourists, spectators. I'm starting to get some of these people, you know, are my associates, colleagues. You know, I speak to them online, what have you. Um, unfortunately, I can't be who I was before this. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to get the social stimulation I got normally. I'm not. I'm not allowed the basic rewards of a career, etc., because the blacklisting. Some people uh, refer to this as I'm in air quotes, some sort of weird jail that the affluent impose. That's one of the things that's been shot across my bow. I mean, unfortunately, look, it all comes down to how far do they take it? And there are some certain barriers that you could classify what's going on. But let me put it this way. I was shot with an active denial service weapon to keep me from going into the L.A. Times building to blow the whistle on my abuse and a lot of the abuse that was human rights abuses happening to people in the military industrial complex uh, community in San Diego. Because like I said, they're cleaning fucking house after that shit that I came across got out. That's a military only weapon. Do you understand? Only. So, there's, like I said, there's lots of different narratives about what's going on as well. But that's a military only weapon. Only. Military only. Only. Police don't have it. It's not like a water cannon. Um, it's not like one of those sound throwing devices that some law enforcement have. It's not. It's. It's a it's a fucking invisible ray that makes your whole body feel like it's on fucking fire. Like a methanol. You ever seen like you know um that scene from Ricky Bobby? What's that? Yeah, was it the ballad of Ricky Bobby? Where he's running around, he's like, I'm on fire, I'm fire. Well, did you know methanol burns invisible? And there's plenty of clips online where where guys are running out of their um running out of their uh, their race cars because they're on fire and you can't see the fire. And that's what, I guess, it feels like with the active denial service weapon. But you can't run from it because the beam moves and what have you. I, was, I wasn't too concerned about trying to figure out where the beam was coming from. I was just experiencing the pain and my fight or flight kicked in. But um, military-only weapons have been used on me to encourage me to shut up. I've been threatened by the literal FBI communicated to me that if I don't just take it, they're going to fuck me harder. And if I got a lawyer, they said they'd make whatever they're doing to me now worse. So, you know, um, this is just a really rough situation. There's lots of narratives out there, but I can't. I will encourage you to reach out to me. If you got a question about something, don't talk in a private chat. Don't talk. Don't go to a fart chamber and then beef in your own face and each other's faces and tell yourselves it's the truth. Reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty easy guy to talk to. I've already started. That's great feature I've found out on this Anchor app is people can send you voice messages from one podcast to another. It's quite incredible. I'm learning all this new stuff. So I've been really encouraged by other people reaching out to me. I thought that was super rad. But yeah, reach out to me. Don't uh, rely on those echo chambers. Um, 
I'm going to be really honest with you as I'm going through this, and hopefully you guys will learn something. Okay, off the fucking soapbox. So today's episode is going to be called um, Undeniable Deniability. Now, when you're going through this abuse, it's going to be absolutely imperative for your abusers, for your attackers, for your people who are targeting you, what have you. To do it in a means where it leaves no trace. And that's what makes this abuse so horrible. Is that how it's implemented. It's like the entire program is hindsight. You don't know what's going on because there's, uh, you know what I'm saying, a plan for this down the road. So, um, oh gosh, we're going to pause it right there. That's right. I have these notes here in front of me. Um... Before we move on there, let's pause there. Uh, I found some new ways to... Somebody gave me a tip. It was actually a, a cool Mexican dude who kind of let me in on what was going on and some of the things that they're doing to my body. Like I said, some some of the best tips I got were from people who are either friends of people doing this shit to me, but they can't say anything, or people who, like, realize, like, what the fuck am I doing? Because, believe it or not, you're not going to get your abusers usually to listen to you or understand you. Unfortunately, the ego is... If you ever heard anything about the Stanford Prison Experiment, how um, if an authority figure just tells you you are in the right... You're allowed to abuse this person, this prisoner. Check out the Stanford Prison Experiment. The brain tells itself, you know what I'm saying, that it's the final authority. It goes into, like, judge dread mode, and it's, it's fucking fantastical. But, so, these are some things that you need to look out for before I go into that uh, undeniable deniability. Apologize. I can't read my own handwriting. I swear I was a doctor in another life. <clears throat> now, some of the poisons that were being used on me or things used to poison me and how they affected my body. Um, hydrogen peroxide was being put into a lot of my drinks in small doses, etc., and what that was doing was destroying when I'd swallow this. Um, they start off with, they, with the reason why they call microdosing and they slowly increase the dose is because you start to, your, your, your flavor and taste profile for some of the things that you eat. Because everyone remembers what a Coke tastes like. So that's why you desire something. That's why you desire a steak. You're like, oh, I just want a steak right now. Because you have that flavor profile stored in your memory of what it's going to taste like, what the experience is going to be like. And so what they'll do is they'll try to alter that by adding little bits of... Because anything can become a poison, even water. I think there's this great um, example of this radio commercial where these people had to drink the most water to win a car or something. Some lady died. So yeah, anything, even water, can become fucking poisoned in large enough or long enough doses. Some of the new ways I found out I was being poisoned... One was hydrogen peroxide. They were putting hydrogen peroxide in lots of my fizzy drinks. And what that was doing was destroying my gut biome. And um, because that stuff, that's what that stuff's made to do. 
And so that absolutely fucking destroys your fucking guts, your intestines. There's something called your... Yeah, it's like the gut biome, the flora in your gut. The hydrogen peroxide. They're putting that in smaller doses and they're increasing it as they thought I didn't realize it. Uh, Lysol was being put in a lot of my drinks. Mostly things that were lemon flavored or, 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 or citrus flavored. So it'll be orange or... Or, or lemon flavored things. Um, iodine was put in things that more likely were was um, something with a more plainer taste, fla- uh, flavor profile, like almond milks, and so they put iodine in there. Um, antifreeze was being put in some of my um, beverages. That really taxes your kidneys. And then things like bug spray and Roundup weed killer. Uh, would be put on like my delivery food, etc. Because people, like I said, people just will pass around horrible, horrible rumors, un- unvetted, unfounded. Just people playing the game of telephone. If you ever played the game of telephone at school, you know that by the time you know you say one thing, by the time it gets to the end of the line, it's, it's completely different, and you all have a big laugh. Well, people are doing this with my reputation, and Jim you know saying like. Everyone wants to think they're the good guy. So if a cop will stop a delivery driver as he's approaching my street because my phone is hacked and they can see what's going on and says, hey, this guy that's your blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, this motherfucker is in his basement right now. You know what I'm saying? Eating fucking babies, pushing nuns downstairs when no one's looking, ripping the tags off of pillows, whatever. Um... And a cop's telling someone or whatever, like, people don't really question law enforcement. They don't think, like, oh, this is this a good cop? Is this a bad cop? And so, having food delivered here, though a lot of them will put, like, bug spray on here or whatever. But, you know, essentially it's, no, you know, uh, no witness, no crime. I become less of a headache. But those are some of the ways that I was being poisoned and kind of the effects that it has and some of the side effects it has on your body. The iodine, I know, taxes your liver. The antifreeze taxes your kidneys. Uh, the bug spray, etc. I think those just tax everything. Hydrogen peroxide kills your gut biome. Um, the Lysol uh, just poisons you, basically. But yeah, so be careful about that. That's uh, it'll, a little bit will be added to your stuff. Um, I did an episode where I showed all the different ways. A sealed drink can be opened up, stuff added to it, and then resealed. And if you're having a problem with it, think of all the things that, if you're thinking that you might have in the future be subject to these kinds of tactics, or you're or you are experiencing some harassment now, but you don't really, you feel that you you see the harassment, you don't really feel like your medical condition is bad. Start looking up. All your favorite things. What do you like to drink? Do you like to drink Martinelli's? How's, how can someone seal and reseal a fucking wine bottle type thing? How could they seal and reseal this? How can they reseal an aluminum can? Um, a plastic bottle, etc. Like, if you have like a favorite drink or a favorite food or, you know. Yeah, if you don't pay attention to this kind of shit... 
it'll creep up on you and it'll start with a small dose and slowly increase it and you won't realize it until it's getting time to where you can't do anything about it or it's a it's a rush okay going back to the let me get my notes the undeniable deniability because the these abuse if you ever heard the uh, phrase plausible deniability it's a phrase that the literal central intelligence um, agency created to suggest that you know, you want to make it so there there's just there's a version of the story where we would be, you know what I'm saying, uh, it would be absolutely impossible to prove we did something. It's a plausible deniability. And that's often woven into lots of intelligence operations is not only committing the crime, but getting away with it. So that's just as important as the crime, believe it or not. It's where most people who are morons, they try to rob someone and they don't know how to get out of it in case they didn't do their research right. They could find some really difficult um, hurdles. Lots of people, believe it or not, who do things like that, who don't know that committing a crime is two skills. It's committing the crime and getting away with it, even if you pull it off or not. Um, they tend to do like scorched earth kind of tactics because they're morons. And, I don't know, they were dropped on their heads or... You know, hate paint chips as a child or something. But plausible deniability is basically how a lot of these people operate. And anybody who's been through the gang stalking program or in COINTELPRO know, like, you are getting abused, but you... Oh, you didn't have the hardcore evidence or the circumstantial evidence to go to the police and say how this was being done. And because you lacked that, the abuse continued and got worse. And eventually, learned helplessness kicked in. And then it was just like, why go to the police? For me, my learned helplessness is what the fact that when I went to the police, um, they stonewalled me. And then they played games. Because like I said, the blue wall. So... Uh, undeniable deniability so the, the reason for today's guide is to give law enforcement um, to show that your harassers are creating a situation or there is a evidence of previous patterns of this kinds of abuse how to describe it Etc. Because lots of people who get put into this program are given isolated context, meaning something is happening, but you don't know what it is. You just know that you are being abused. You don't have an idea about the mechanics of what's going on. You don't know if there's been a documented history of this kind of behavior going on because it's all foreign stuff. This isn't very natural. The gang stalking, COINTELPRO, enhanced torture tactics. So, um, now how I would go about delivering this information, believe it or not, this is going to be your lifesaver or at least going to be your, 
get out of jail free card if you freak out in some of your abusers. And because these guys, usually these abusers in public at least, like to work in teams. They'll have an observer who will record you. And then they have a setup. Okay, we're going to go up to him. We're going to do this to him. We know this triggers him. So-and-so is going to volunteer to get into an altercation with him. We're going to try to get him to strike us or record him having a, you know what I'm saying, like having too much of this harassment and hopefully we can get him to have a breakdown or it's, it's fucking incredible. So you have to be able to present, or at least in my case, what I'm now just finding out is to prime law enforcement about your situation and have record of this said, sad thing. So I'm going to tell you all the things that you need to do to essentially make it so you can fight back and not be worried in no sense about law enforcement repercussions. I'm not saying going out and kill someone, but I'm saying that, you know, um, I mean, I've done my research. Uh, a literal slap in the face is a misdemeanor. You're not going to jail for that. The cop's going to write you a ticket for it. You might have to show up to court if the guy's a big bitch, but you can literally slap someone in the face and not be taken to jail for assault. It is a misdemeanor, though. So, you know, I recommend um, some of those non-jail time-related forms of uh, atonement for your abuse, but you also need to have this sort of permission slip, I guess, and prime the pump and left leave this with law enforcement leave these details i'm going to give you to law enforcement i'm going to put the links to these resources in the description for on our twitter um profiles and on the youtube version of the podcast youtube version of the podcast is probably going to be out tomorrow or the day after the podcast the audio podcast goes so i'm going to read some of these things to you until then but this is a resource for you because there are some um patterns of a lot of these caveats about how this abuse is done and and the circumstantial framework you can present your case to law enforcement because essentially you can't do shit unless law enforcement says oh yes this is happening and it sucks when they're involved too because you're trying to cover it up or what have you. So we're going to go into all that. Basically, this is going to be your first step to your life back. But how do you capture that? How do you eliminate their plausible deniability with undeniable deniability? So first and foremost, you need to get yourself some folders. Now, gang stalking and COINTELPRO happens through multiple cities. So like in my area of San Diego, there's an area called Tri-City. And those are three main cities that all intersect with each other at a certain point. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a drink of water. So, I can travel all over the county and be harassed by these people. Um... And a lot of them feel um, enabled by law enforcement, which they are being a thousand percent. The law enforcement won't officially come out and say it, but they are being enabled by law enforcement. Because, you know, uh, no witness, no crime. Um, first and foremost, you want to get folders. 
if you live in a certain county and you know I go to all these cities and this is where I've experienced this abuse, you need to get a folder for each one of those law enforcement agencies, whether that be a police or sheriff's department. And then their branches. So, like the county of San Diego has different cities that have different means of police. Some have a police force. Some contract with the sheriff's department, which is countywide. But you still need to go into the branch offices of the sheriff's office in those different cities. Explain your situation and log it. So you're going to get a folder for each one of the places that you regularly travel to. In this folder, you're also going to put a... A memory card SD memory card with copies of these things as well as copies of some videos because not all these things can be explained in a printout for law enforcement I imagine you know how to get an expensive SD card like an 8 gigabyte one which is like what like $11 but you're going to need it for each one of those cities and you're going to make that um, financial sacrifice <laughs> if you want to call it that I recommend don't go into Kinko's I went to Kinko's and I did this and it cost me like $250 get yourself a fucking cheap ass Walmart printer with the cartridges and buy yourself some paper it's going to save you so much more money don't make the mistake as me since I only operate using phones I don't have these resources but I found out that there are printers that you can just print from your phone. I didn't know. I thought you had to have a LAN or whatever. But they're regular printers. They're regular printers that work with a Wi-Fi or whatever, but you can still beam things to, through your phone via Bluetooth, whatever. And they're pretty cheap. They're like 40 bucks. And the printer's at your house, and you don't have to sit in a fucking Kinko's. And yeah. Um, so you want to get yourself a shitty printer that prints, and you, you, don't, you don't have to have it full color. It can all be black and white. So you can save on your fucking ink. So you can probably come out of this pretty unscathed. Less than a hundred bucks to put all this shit together. Um, yeah, so get a folder for each city that you travel through on the regular basis, whether it be commuting through it. So I mean, you may not even be there, but if you have to drive through the city to get to work, drive past the city on the freeway, through the, the city on the freeway, whatever... Because they will find opportunities to get you everywhere. You know this if you go through this. So and so you're going to get the memory card for the media. You also want to put co copies of these articles on the, also the memory card. And you're going to want to get yourself a body camera. With a removable micro SD card. So why do I say that? Because lots of these body cameras, you need to plug them into like a PC or whatever to get your footage. And as I'm you're, I'm teaching you guys, a lot of this shit happens when you're out and about. And it happens just when you're trying to go to fucking Target or whatever. So get a body camera with a removable SD card. Micro SD. So you can put it in your phone, upload it, what have you, when shit happens. Don't have to be lugging around a fucking laptop. The whole key to this COINTELPRO shit is traveling light. Because you will get to a point where you're going to start wearing a backpack everywhere you fucking go to put things like your toiletries, etc. Because they, you know, those are grooming products which touch your skin. Uh, you ingest like toothpaste or 
you know, hair gel or a skin cream, and they will, someone will try to adulterate that to try to, you know what I'm saying, keep shoveling dirt over you. So get the body camera with the removable SD card slot. Um, well, my fucking writing, I swear to God. Now you need to make an in-person connection with uh, an officer at each one of these places and tell them, I look, I'm going through some harassment. It's organized stalking. Um, and these are the means and ways that they're doing it. Now, you might, and in some cases, you might just be just getting your feet wet and you don't necessarily have all the resources, but you need to explain to the officers about what's going on. Now, most of these officers, if it's some of these officers, if it's being done by your local city or police are involved, they're very well aware of it. Like, cops are, you know, gossip travels, you know, a mile a second in law enforcement. Um, they all know, kind of know what's going on. They all got their ear to the ground. Unless you're like a complete nerd. You know what I'm saying? They know someone's, someone's messing with this person. So this so-and-so's stalking their ex-girlfriend. I mean, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking fantastic. So when you go, um, you're going to need to cross some things off. And some of the categories of it are... Is um, organized harassment. So, how are you going to show that you're experiencing organized harassment or communicate to the police while you're talking to them with your body camera on? Because believe it or not, it's not illegal to record you talking to the police. And I recommend you do that. Why? Because cops lie. I've had, I don't know, five, six, seven police reports just lost, lost, lost. Evidence gone. Um, no more record of people coming into my house. Whatever. They just gone. I've had at least four incident reports. Incident reports is when there's no crime to report, but you want to report stuff happening so there's a log of it, which is something I remember. They'll lose those. So you need to get used to having that body camera on and recording these things because... You're going to want to give this to, like I said, and, and many of our other podcasts to fucking lawyer up or at least get one on retainer. And I know a lawyer is expensive. Well, ask someone, you know, hey, um, I don't need legal help right now, but if I give you 200 bucks, can I at least be put on file here? And I'm going to be storing some files with you for a possible case in the future. I need you to hold on to these because my house can be broken into. I'm sure no lawyer uh, lawyer wouldn't have a problem with that, especially if you're not hitting him up for legal advice just yet. But at least he's got you 200 bucks, and what is he doing? He's gonna have you put in his like locking file cabinet. Um, so record your interactions with the police with the body camera. And the reason why I think the body camera is the best is because. Um, you're not holding a phone, and I think a f- holding a phone, holding a camera, and pointing the rectangle at a person has now been such a hostile sort of positioning, you know, like the body language at least. Um, so definitely with get the body cam. There are some very low-profile body cameras. I don't know how long they can record. The more larger and bulkier ones record for like eight, ten hours. 
but I know there's like little tiny, tiny ones that are like the size of a, of a, of a Apple, um, AirPods case that you can get. And you might even want to go that route because it won't seem like, cause see, when they see a bulky camera, they're trying, they're going to be on their best behavior. They're not going to be themselves. So the more inconspicuous, the better. But you're going to have to show them things about... Uh, I think there are like three classes of things I can identify, which are key uh, forms of abuse, not, not including the stuff where they like blacklist you and, make so, and try to fuck with your job or whatever and fuck with your food. But there are three main categories that can be... Sorry, I pulled back there for a second. That can be described. Now... Uh, first and foremost is I'm going to have this video, like I said, in the description when I finally post it. If you are listening to the podcast the day or the night of, I don't know, it's like 1130 at night. I'm recording this. Um, just check back in the notes. We're going to have all these things in the, in the notes and you can copy these things and have them for yourselves, for your own resources. Believe me, you're going to want these because you have to at least show hey this is possible i'm not a crazy person this is happening i want to describe it happening and here are here are reputable sources that have also uh proven this is happening so it's not crazy for me to say this is this is going on because when i was going to the police initially they tried to put me in a nut house twice because it eliminated their problem. You know, if I get declared paranoid schizophrenic, then uh, they can do all sorts of horrible shit to me and no one will remember, no one will believe them. Believe me because, oh, it's on record, this guy's a schizo. And so first and foremost, before you go start going to the police, man, get your psychological evaluations done beforehand, ahead of time. It's absolutely imperative. I've had five. I have three on current record, meaning they're up to date. Because just like with your doctors who you are, when you're going through this abuse, you always want to get another doctor's advice. Um, you always want to get multiple sources, people saying that, hey, you're, um, you have sound mind. Because it'll come to the point where they're like, well, he didn't represent himself accurately, or he was playing a game when I was giving him an evaluation. And so you need that multiple. So they're just undeniable. Because, you know what I'm saying? No witness, no crime. If they can eliminate you, they're going to find a way. So organized harassment is the first means of what will be something you need to prove or say is happening to you. Here is a video from our video series. I'm going to play the audio for you. And you can sort of under uh, hear the audio but this video is also going to be linked and this is one of the things you're going to want to include on that SD card showing like hey this has been logged and documented by a major news network this is on ABC News believe it or not primetime news so here is a prime example of a whole town getting together to harass this guy um sorry if you hear that creaking I have a very shitty chair I'm sitting in right now um, the city government, people who worked for the city, etc., got involved in this in the harassment of this dude over just the most stupidest shit. And but it's gang stalking, it's legitimate, documented, proven gang stalking tactics. 
So here's the audio. I will have the, what do you call it, video link up uh, tomorrow, at least by tomorrow, in the comments when I post this. Let me make sure my volume is up. Of all the homes in Hubbard, Ohio, it might be the last one you'd expect folks to fight over. But this vacant house on East Liberty Street is the hottest property since good old Nehemiah Hubbard founded the town two over a little fixer-upper. This all started in 2007 over a simple real estate deal, correct? Right. It was the property next next door here. Meet Rick and Cindy Curlidge, longtime Hubbard residents. They say all they wanted was to buy the property next door. The only problem? It wasn't for sale. These folks, John and Marlene Clementi, had inherited half the house. The other half was tied up in court, but Rick Curlidge tried to buy it anyway, even though it had been in the Clementi family for generations. I says, well, you're not getting my land. And I said, that's not right. It's my family since 1922. How could you do that? The Clement family called me up and they told me to take my bid off the table. And if I didn't take my bid off the table, we'd be bitter enemies for life. Rick never got the house, but he says he's still paying for what he did. As the town fire chief, Clementi had lots of friends and suddenly Rick and Cindy say it seemed like every single one of them was driving by honking the horn and it wasn't to say hello the clement family conspired together to organize a horn-blowing campaign against us that's really what this is all about ask not for whom the horn blows it blows for Rick and Cindy Curlidge. In the beginning, it was a hundred times a day. A hundred times a day. hundred. So they began planning their payback. Their house now bristles with expensive surveillance cameras. As we were looking them over, just watch what happened. The last camera is down here on the tree. Okay. Oh, somebody just honked their horn. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's not. Was that a friendly honk? Probably not. Okay. Rick says his ear is now well, finely attuned. You can tell an import horn from a domestic horn. Who are these horn blowers? Not just people in the town, but people who work for the town. Firefighters, including some from the department John Clemente ran, and police. Here's one of Hubbard Township's finest, not serving, not protecting, just honking. The town of Hubbard is against the Curlitches, and everybody's in on it now. Does the city of Hubbard want the Curlitches to leave? Well, I believe so. For the past 20 years, my wife, Evie, and I have been the victims of criminal activities perpetrated by a small... Oh, yeah. Here's um, um, this next video. Uh, believe it or not, this is for celebrity. This is a celebrity that had to go through this COINTELPRO type of use. And um, I don't know if you know of the the show, the, the what do you call it, the movie Christmas Vacation. But um, Randy Quaid, believe it or not, is was the victim of um, organized harassment. Essentially like COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics as long with gang stalking and he actually you know like Chris the 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 funny uncle from Christmas vacation 
he actually went through this. So let me just go ahead and put this um, put this up. Small network of individuals who are out to destroy us personally, professionally, and financially. This network of individuals is manipulating the banking system and the criminal justice system for the purposes of sabotaging our credit and our credibility. Up until a year ago, Evie and I had never had any run-in with the law whatsoever. We are not criminals, nor are we fugitives from justice, nor are we crazy. We are simply artists and filmmakers who are being racketeered on. We believe... So, yeah, we're going to have that video in the list. But, I mean, this stuff happens to people of prominence, too. They piss off the wrong producer. He has connections in a town. Um, you know, especially he's from Hollywood. Uh, so the filming industry has a lot of pull there. Um, there are lots of high-powered executives, et cetera, that have access to the services that private security contractors will do for a certain amount. And since... Uh, the entertainment industry is so important there is a lot of uh, security contractors willing to fulfill the needs and get in uh, and the certain echelons but Randy Quaid was a victim of this abuse um, now let's talk about something called the blue wall because that's also going to be part, part of abuse so this falls under the organized harassment and you need to um, show that, you know, hey, this is very common for police to um, to not record abuse or protect each other people who are part of this because um, if you are just subject to the gang stalking, as you saw from that first video of like people in the fire department were fucking with that dude, um, the police were fucking with him. Now, those were horns they were doing. Now, think if they all had radiation devices. Instead of horns, they knew where he was in town, and instead of as they drove by or walked by, instead they drove by and like blasted him with some radiation or were running around his house playing army at 3 a.m., shooting that shit into the sides of his bedroom walls. Replace horn, replace the 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 sound waves with with you know with the radiation waves, or I think it's a particle when it becomes radio when you're it's radioactive. But you know what I'm saying, swap that out, and you can only see how that could get absolutely chaotic. That dude was lucky; he got fucking horns. You know, he wasn't getting... I get that all the time. These radiation devices, they'll have them shooting out the side of their car door. They usually have them in the back seat. And I'll be, like, waiting outside for an Uber at Target or whatever. And they'll roll by me super slow and radiate the fuck out of me. And then, like, take off. This happens to me all the time, believe it or not. And then I'm having to fight radiation sickness. Um, and a lot of... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go on that tangent. But, yeah. But replace sound with another force besides sound waves microwaves I mean there's different ways now they now the um, active denial service weapon is millimeter wave and that's a military grade weapon uh, but microwaves still uh, are something that are used to beam into people um, 
not necessarily as powerful as the whatever but anyways before i go off on a tangent there but yeah so that's that's how you can you know show hey people when you when you go to the police when you're finally digging yourself out of this hole or at least trying to log it like i said having them on camera and um to say hey look people do this people in the city government will do stuff over petty reasons to harass and abuse people in a very organized and obvious way it's it's not like some sort of crazy thing i'm describing to you because cops will do that like they'll be like are you okay you sure you don't need to speak to someone you know have you had a psychological evaluation so like have all those in before you go and do it because I've, I've i've had it all like i said i've 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 learned this through mistakes not through anything else um, now, there's something called the blue wall silence. So when you come there and be like, look, I've tried to file reports and nobody's trying to help me or whatever. And they're going to be like, are you sure you fucking hired? And then you're going to have to show them what the blue wall is. And there's been it's been documented. They even have a name for it. It's called the blue wall. And here's on the Wikipedia team. Got his own fucking Wikipedia page. The blue wall of silence. Also, blue code and blue shield are terms to denote the informal code of silence amongst police officers not to report on a colleague's errors, misconducts, or crimes, including police brutality. If questioned about an incident of alleged misconduct involving another officer, uh, example, during the course of an official inquiry, while following the code, the officer being questioned would perjure themselves by feigning ignorance of another police officer's wrongdoing. In-fucking-credible, right? There's also something called Gypsy Cops, which I think I've played an episode that um, last week tonight did a great, great episode on Gypsy Cops. Um, and there's a great clip from the news program in the now of a guy who tried to rep- he went to multiple different police stations in Florida. He wanted to he wanted a form so he can report uh, police officer's conduct, and he got the third degree and he got harassed out of the station. Just wanted to file a a a a report that should be allowed, but they they use subversion tactics. They don't want to give him the form. They say, "Well, tell me what he did, and I'll see if that's worthy to be put on the form." Like those those cops, like. It, you, it, it gets out of hand. You know what I'm saying? And then with qualified immunity, it's fucked up. So you have to understand, you need to present things and articles, which I'm going to leave lists in, of the blue wall of silence. Now, medical assault, which is, you know, people putting shit in your food, like with me, um, subjecting to radiation, like me, you need to be well versed in that because if you tell someone radiation you're getting shot with radiation one thing to know is unless you consume radiation it's really hard to prove you've been hitting with radiation except for one thing it's important that you don't currently have an immunodeficiency disease of any kind whether it be lupus I mean there's some that are just I think fucking diabetes is one of them is immunodeficiency because if you don't have any diagnosed immunodeficiencies, what will happen for 24 hours after you're exposed to radiation, uh, this is the cancer-causing kind, not the radio waves that are harmless, like your cell phone. Um, or the radios, or, or, or what you, you know, listen to radio with. 
this is ionizing radiation, cancer-causing radiation, is you'll have a spike in white blood cells. So it's important. Unfortunately, it's a fucking drag. But moving on to the medical assault resources, you're going to need to present your case of what's happening to you, to police law enforcement, and to leave a copy with your lawyer, is to know that you have about 24 hours after getting exposed to radiation, you'll have a huge spike in white blood cells, and that's your body going, what the fuck was that? Because we didn't evolve outside of the magnetosphere, so we don't have defenses built up to fight radiation. So our body reacts in three ways, or five ways, but one of the ways is to jack up the white blood cell count way up in your in your body so after you get hit with this radiation shit you're just gonna have to march your fucking ass to the fucking emergency room and get your blood taken just as plain as that and you just have to start you're just gonna have to start getting a log of that and showing look I don't have immunodeficiency um you're also going to have to go in there, or you're also going to have to find a way to get your blood. You might take a, you know, in between getting hit with the radiation or whatever, you're going to want to make appointments with your regular doctor to get labs on your blood to show that it goes back down and goes back up. So, but yeah, afterwards, you get hit, uh, hit with radiation on the outside of your body. You don't consume it. The only telltale sign is to, besides skin, so it's called skin sloshing. So if you get a huge dose, your skin will literally just peel itself off your muscle. I don't know if you want to know that. But if you give a, 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 a large enough dose to give you radiation poisoning without immediate physical side effects, um, the only way to essentially prove that is to go and get your... Um, blood drawn and sh and if you and if you're lucky enough to not have an immunodeficiency there would be really no explanation for a white blood cell spike to happen and especially if you have your body camera on and it's like by a car that drives by or whatever you can essentially have a copy of their plate as they drive by or somebody uh, they have setups and backpacks well, they'll expose you with backpacks, and some people will even have setups like in bushes. So if you're walking down the street, they'll set, they'll, they'll see what direction you're walking in. They'll run up ahead of you, and they'll, they'll bury it in the ground on the sidewalk, or you know what I'm saying, pointing at the sidewalk, which you'll be passing by, or what have you. So keep that in mind. But you'll have that body camera footage, and then you'll go get your test, and then, yeah. So you're going to put in this folder all your blood work that you've been logging for this. And then you want to go ahead and put this article, which was in on abcnews.com. Man who, here's the title, man who tried to build x-ray weapon to kill Muslims sent us to prison. Um, Eric Fate arrives for his sentencing at the James T. Foley Federal Courthouse, December 16th. This is recent. 2015. Radiation weapon. New York man plotted to kill Muslims using an industrial-grade radiation device, which I'll also go into. Was sentenced today to serve more than eight years in prison. Eric J. Freight, 55, pleaded guilty on January 22nd, 2020, 2014, and admitted to helping self-proclaimed Ku Klux Klan member Glendon Stott Crawford modify the radiation device to kill Muslims in Albany, New York, area authorities said. 
Fan-assisted Crawford in altering the device to target unsuspecting people with lethal doses of radiation, according to Assistant U.S. Attorney General Carlin. Two men also plotted to build a remote activation device. This is also a thing that happens. They'll set up an Arduino to turn on a radiation device so they can't even be, they don't even have to be in the house they can just hide it in your house somewhere they could burrow underneath the foundation of your of your house and put it in there because you know radiation goes through like 10 feet of fucking concrete i don't know if you knew that the only thing that stops that shit is lead lots of lead uh and water but since you're not gonna have a water barrier you're fucking you're looking at like two feet of lead and that's not even going to 100% protect you, to be honest. Well, depending on the dose. If it's industrial grade, then, yeah, you're looking at like two, three feet of fucking lead to make sure you just, you're you just swimming comfortably. The two men attempted to build a remote activation device so it could be activated remotely, prosecutor said. The sentence today highlights both the dangers we face than when hatred and bigotry beget domestic terrorism and violent extremism. Haratanian said that this case illustrates the importance of vigilance by community members and an immediate comprehensive investigation by the FBI. The FBI sting stopped the KKK member and KKK sympathizer from carrying out their plans. Fortunately, Crawford tried to get the financial support from the KKK for their plot, but a KKK official informed the FBI of their plot. So even the KKK is like, look, we can't be shooting radiation weapons at people. Right? Good guy, KKK. That's a new meme. But a KKK official informed the FBI of their plot, and the FBI agents proposed as businessmen. The FBI agents posed as businessmen who were willing to support the scheme. The FBI launched an investigation into Crawford in 2012 after he allegedly walked into a synagogue in Albany, New York, and inquired about technology that could kill Israel's enemies while they slept. According to FBI affidavit in this case, no American. Oh yeah, by the way, a lot of this radiation shit happens while you're sleeping. It, it's so they can make you have a heart attack in your sleep, because radiation exposure can do that too. Well, if you're over like if you're like 47 and above, it definitely can happen. But if it's a huge dose, anybody can get it. But they can kill Israel's enemies while they slept, according to FBI affidavit filled in the case. No American of any background should have to live in fear of this kind of attack. Crawford called his design Hiroshima on a light switch. According to the FBI affidavit, which noted that he and Fate spent several months conducting extensive research on the design. With the help of undercover agents, they were able to test the device that would remotely activate the weapon, according to uh, the affidavit. They were arrested just before a planned meeting to test the final components of the weapon. Prosecutors said Fate was sentenced for providing material for support for terrorists. Crawford was convicted on August 21, 2015 after a trial in federal court of conspiracy to use a weapon of mass destruction and two additional terrorism offenses. He is scheduled to be sentenced on March 26th, March 16th in Albany and faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. See, this is what people don't realize the people who engage in your abuse they don't realize like if it comes crashing down because there's a lot of people in my community that are doing this abuse if it comes crashing down there's no statute of limitations on this this is using a radiation weapon immediately counts as terrorism regardless of the application terrorism so you're going to do life in prison and since there's zero statute of limitations on terrorism it's one of the four charges 
terrorism is one of the zero statute limitations charges. You could be having, this can happen 15 years down the road. You could be having a family, have a successful business, and they will just come and take you. A lot of people don't realize that. They're stupid because they feel like they're safe in their little bubble. But they will come and take you. They will come and get you. you that's what zero statute limitations mean. They could just be waiting to build a case on you. Um, more medical assault. Uh, now, people are going to ask, where are they getting this radioactive material? Oh, well. To expose you, so-and-so person reporting your abuse. Well, let me give you, um, here's from CBS News. A lot of it, believe it or not, a lot of it comes from Mexico. Uh, here's a headline, radioactive material stolen in Mexico from cbsnews.com from April 16, 2015 by Tucker Reels. The Mexican government has put civil protection agencies in five southern states and some federal agencies on alert following the theft of radioactive medical material from a vehicle on Monday. Now, with the cartel, they're... I'm not reading... I'm I'm taking a pause from the article. The cartel, man, they steal this shit all the time while it's being transported. And they use it for assassinations, to sell to terrorists, to build dirty bombs and shit. So this is a regular occurrence that happens in Mexico. And I'm in San Diego. I'm right on the fucking border. I wonder where the people who were doing this shit to me got their material from if they didn't get it from the fucking feds. CBS News partner, back to the article. CBS News partner, Network Uno TV, reported the Iridium-192, Iridium a radioactive compound used in mobile medical radiography work. So, mobile medical radiography. So, if the device that you're getting hit with most likely is mobile in a car you, it's in a backpack or whatever most likely is being is most likely iridium cobalt is another that's being used and stolen in Mexico but you know iridium it's 192 a radioactive compound used in mobile medical radiography work was stolen from a vehicle in Tabasco State near Mexico's border with Guatemala According to the report, the material is classified as Category 2 under the International Nuclear Watchdog IAEA rating scale. While the Iridium-192 was safely encased when stolen, UNO TV said that Category 2 material could cause, could cause serious lesions or even death within a day of exposure if removed from its protective casing. So you have to know how to handle radioactive material, too. How to case it into weapon form. So when you hit the switch, let's say you have a kit in the back of your car or in a backpack or some shit. Uh, you have to, there has to be somebody trained to handle that shit without killing everybody. The cobalt, which is a Category 1 source. Remember I was talking about the cobalt. So there's iridium and cobalt-60 which is a Category 1 source under the IAEA's ranking system and thus more dangerous than the iridium stolen this week, was found in a field abandoned by thieves days later. So this is a, so a week before this iridium got stolen in Mexico, somebody stole Cobalt-60. So this shit's always getting stolen in Mexico. That's scary, bro. Because you know how much shit goes through? You think that, that's the, now, now, now you understand it's more than just drugs going through those tunnels. You understand? These are real scary things. If we get a terrorist attack, let me tell you, uh, on the West Coast, it'll be because these motherfuckers came through Mexico. With the materials, too. 
the Cobalt, which is Category 1 source under the IAEA's ranking system and thus more dangerous than the Iridium stolen this week, was found in a field abandoned by thieves days later. Several people were treated for radiation exposure after its, uh, its discovery. There was no indication as of Thursday morning of the thieves behind the Iridium's disp disappearance in Tabasco were anything other than misguided bandits. But it keeps happening, right? So how are they misguided bandits that they keep happening? As it turned out in the case to be in 2013 when the cobalt was stolen. But again, we'll pique the interest of security forces who worry about criminal and terrorist groups attaining such materials. The article goes on. So it's also important to know the type of material that's being used on you so you can describe it and show, hey, this stuff is being stolen in a place rife with crime and obviously being transported over here. That's probably how. Because they're going to also ask you questions like, well, how are you getting exposed? Because radioactive material, at least in the U.S., is extremely hard to come across. But in Mexico, obviously, I mean, I guess they, tra they transport that shit around cardboard boxes. Here, there's entire caravans that follow these cars with security, etc. when these, that stuff gets transported. Um, yeah, so, and then you're also going to have to, con you know, show that, hey, there are people who do medical-type procedures or, dan or use medical uh, devices, like the radiation stuff, on people because they feel like their reason supersedes normal morale. So that's another argument you're going to have to prove if you're going to start to have to you know, doing the slap a hoe game to people who are fucking with you in town. I mean, you're going to have to eventually, these people the only, the only reason they keep doing this to you is because they don't associate negativity with their behavior. So you're going to have to induct them in the slap a hoe tribe eventually and then show, hey this is what's going on and you know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's people who will do things to people because they think they're above the law or whatever the fuck. And so you need to understand, you need to now prove that those constructs exist and they've been recorded. So here's a USA Today article. Here's an article about an entire network of doctors throughout Michigan who have kept for years a female genital mutilation network where these people who like to chop off their freaking daughter's clitorises and shit like that at like 11, 10 years old or whatever because they feel like, you know, women shouldn't, you know, experience the world like the rest of us. So these people think they're above the law. They're above, they think that their opinion or whatever supersedes anything else. So you need to also prove that. You're going to put that in your folder. You're going to put a copy of that on your SD card. This is under medical assault. Uh, USA Today article from September 16, 2021, written by Teresa Baldas. It's a Michigan doctor and female genital mutilation case, part of a secret network who cut girls, feds say. That's the headline. Detroit. Detroit area physician Jumana Nargawala may be the only physician on trial for allegedly performing female genital mutilation on minors and girls. Now, I, I'm reading about female genital mutilation, but what you need to understand is that there are people who are willing to do crazy fucking things to people, harm them, and there will be a network of these people. That's what you need to describe. 
need to make, you know, if once you are able to talk to officers and record it on your body camera, um, describe that there are people, there are networks of people who, who are very respected in the community, like this fucking network of doctors. That's a respected person. There are respected people in the community who think that they're above the law and they're allowed to do things to other people's bodies based on their own personal convictions. So that is another construct you'll need to prove to law enforcement, whatever the reason why you're being abused. Um, female genitalation. Okay, back to the article. Female genital mutilation on minor girls in the U.S., but she wasn't the only doctor who was cutting children, federal prosecutors disclosed Thursday. Rather, they said Nargawala was part of a secret network of physicians in a tight-knit Indian community who were cutting seven-year-old girls across the country for years a part of religious obligation and cultural tradition that had mothers and daughters traveling all over for the procedure. So, yes, there can exist a group, a community, a community of people in your neighborhood or whatever that are subjecting you to this abuse. This is more so for people who are, who are subject to gang stalking, but you can also use this if you're part of COINTELPRO that think that they, their personal convictions supersede the law and I don't know fucking reality here are just a whole network of doctors across the United States that just cutting up little fucking girls because it's just part of their culture it's a religious obligation my fucking ass but you have to also now understand that so this 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 social construct exists where prominent people will make who you would think who make sane decisions will tell themselves they need to keep this thing quiet so it needs to be an open secret and they're allowed to hurt people based on their open secret and prominent people in a community will green will 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 spearhead that so that's another thing to hold on to because that shows look these things exist they exist in open secrets and this is why I'm behaving this way. This is why I pulled out my taser and shot some dude in the head with it or whatever. Like, there are constructs of these lunatics who think their little crazy thoughts uh, supersede the law. So much so that, you know, there's a whole network that are just chopping up fucking kids because they don't think that... uh They don't think that they should live a life like everybody else. Now think about what else you think people are capable of telling themselves what they are responsible to do that supersedes the law and it's an open secret. So it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. If whatever you're doing, you couldn't explain to any other person, it's most likely not on the fucking level, right? It's most likely you're kind of, you're the fucking crazy asshole, right? Most likely. Okay. What's moving on next? Um, let's move on to online harassment because, as I've described in past um, episodes, There'll be a lot of ghost in the machine type shit that happens to you while going through this. 
I mean, keep in mind, I've already dropped off these packets to a few law enforcement agencies. I just haven't acted on my permission slip. So I've already recorded it, already logged it. I know they have a copy. I've recorded that they have a copy. I just haven't used my permission slip because, like, it's not something I want to do. But it's something that needs to happen because, in my case, way too many people have been enabled. Uh, and it's just hysterics driving a lot of my abuse. A lot of people who aren't these contractors who were initially doing this or law enforcement. A lot of these hometown heroes that have been just gotten their hysterics all wrapped up in my abuse. Like, if you have to do your shit in secret... It's probably because you're a crazy asshole. Not because God has given you a special mission or what the fuck ever. Probably because you're an easily excited retard. But that's a whole nother rant I would go on to. But let's go into online harassment. That's something I need in your toolbox. I just want to go over that. Because these are the constructs that you're going to have to fight. Because... Plausible deniability is the fact that, well, I'm sorry, you can't even describe what's going on. No one else knows about anything like this. Are you sure you're not hallucinating? Blah, blah, blah. Because you're going to hit that brick wall like I did with the police. And they're not going to try to help you because most likely either there'll be, a, there'll be a numerous there'll be numerous reasons why. But look, if something can't exist out in the daylight, it's because it's bullshit. That's always something that people need. You, you're going to get torn in every direction and think you're guilty or shit. You're not. If someone is abusing you and they can't abuse you out in the daylight or take you in front of, you know what I'm saying, uh, a court of law, especially when the statute of limitations is on their side, it's because they're a crazy asshole or they just need to smear you. And they know people won't believe something bad is happening to you unless they, it's some pearl-clutching shit. So they'll just invent pearl-clutching bullshit to convince other people to work for free, essentially. Which I know a lot of people going through this gang-stalking shit have experienced. If you want people to work for free, turn your needed abuse of one person into a fucking holy war. Hands down. Turn it into a holy war. Oh my god, this I can go to jail because I really suck at trying to extort this dude. And I'm a giant fucking moron. How did I get this job in law enforcement and or military? Blah, blah, blah. Is it because I'm a fucking retard? Probably. But I can just start a holy war. And tell people the reason why he's we're, we're fucking with this dude is, you know, some pearl-clutching bullshit. I'm just using it as an example. I'm not going to... I already went on my fucking rant the other day. But, yeah. So that's an important thing to have in your, th your, your, your toolbox. In your folder. Because it shows that prominent, respectable people. People that... Like, th those, are, those are people who own medical practices. How many... How many I'm saying? Like, those are Indian doctors who own medical practices. Those were female Indian doctors. A lot of people in that, in that ring female Indian doctors who own practices prominent members of the community are willing to do these crazy things because 
they think they're above the fucking law or their moral compass is di- like, bro, if whatever you're doing can't exist out in the daylight, then it's probably because you're a crazy asshole and you probably just need to convince people to, you know, work for free. Holy war. Um, okay, let's go to the other article. Now let's talk about digital harassment because that's obviously now part of our world. You need to explain that because that's going to be happening to you. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? What, your phone is talking to you? No. Here's an um, article from Wired Magazine, 2013. 12 True Tales of Creepy NSA Cyberstalking. The NSA released some details of 12 incidents of which analysts used their access to America's high-tech surveillance infrastructure to spy on girlfriends, boyfriends, and random people they met in social settings. It's a fascinating look to what happens when the impulse that drives the average... Uh, netizens? What, is that a word? Netizen? Netizens? To look up a long-ago ex-lover on Facebook and has mated and is mated with the power to fire up a wiretap with a few keystrokes. We're going to go into this further, but this just goes to show you, this is the kind of shit that's happening for these, these NSA contractors. They're doing very petty shit. We basically gave these people all of our rights, right? The Patriot Act. We're just like, yeah, yeah, no, terrorism. Here's all of our fucking rights. Spy on us. And what are they using that for? They're not looking for fucking terrorists, bro. They're fucking looking up their exes. They're stalking people, etc. There's a lot of wokeism now. Uh, I, through uh, the water, I've had, heard a lot of water cooler talk. There's a lot of wokeism in the NSA right now. Believe it or not, I know this is a little side thing, but as I was being helped by those contractors for the couple years that they were giving me notes, etc. They said there's a lot of wokeism in NSA contractor circles because these younger, um, like Gen Z and and the younger millennials, people who are born towards the end of the millennial generation, feel like they 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 have like a judge dread complex. So believe it or not, there's actually quite a few people who get knocked off the internet now because that it's some fucking unshaven armpit. You know, uh, Karen, you know, slipping on her fucking boba tea who thinks she's, you know, Judge Dredd of the internet. And it could be that, you know, there's, from what some people are saying is they turn, they'll, they'll, they'll just find people that they just don't like, they just don't agree with, and fucking nuke their accounts, etc. This happens quite a bit. So there's a there's a wokeism problem in the NSA, believe it or not. And there's so many employees of the NSA, like you really need to understand that. But let's go more into this because you're going to be harassed c- continuously on your phone, etc. And you need to show that there the professionalism is gone, and this will happen to you, especially if these look at they're fucking setting up wiretaps. If you read this, this is the this is the fucking Wired magazine. This is what they specialize in. They're requesting wiretaps and doing temporary NSA or uh, FISA warrants for just people they want to look at. Now think about how organized crime festers in there. Now you can look at someone's financials. Now you can see if they're worth robbing. 
but let's, let's all go on. The NSA has released some details of 12 incidents in which analysts used their access on America's high-tech surveillance infrastructure to spy on girlfriends, boyfriends, random people they met in social settings. It's a fascinating look at what happens when the impulse that drives average citizens is mitted with the power to fire up a wiretap with a few strokes. One such analyst working on foreign souls stated surveillance on nine phone numbers belonging to women over five years. From 1998 to 2003, he listened and collected phone conversations just because. Right? Isn't that fucking creepy? If you, if you date anybody in San Diego and he says he works in IT, Jesus, run away from that motherfucker. Um... Because usually that means they're NSA contractor. That's usually code word around here for NSA contractor. Oh, I work in IT. That's just all they'll say is that. Uh, from 1998 to 2003, he listened and collected phone conversations according to a letter from the NSA's Inspector General to Senator Charles Grassley released today. The unnamed spy conducted call chaining on one of the numbers to determine who had called or what had been called from what phone and then started surveillance on those numbers as well. Like, Jesus, right? He was thwarted only after a woman was he was sleeping with reported her suspicions that the analyst had been listening to her phone calls. The analyst then resigned. Do you know what I'm saying? People get too comfortable breaking the fucking law in their job, which we gave them all of our rights, to the fact that they're now just blatantly dropping shit that they shouldn't be dropping unless they were listening to her phone, his phone calls. So he, this motherfucker got caught because... These there's unchecked power. Like, let me put it this way: if you've ever seen some of those videos of people trying to report police, how hard do you think it is to report someone in the NSA abusing you over the internet, abusing their job, hacking your phone? Yeah, who who do you go to for that? Anybody know? So that's how you're gonna. This article from Wired, I'm going to have this also in the descriptions of multiple platforms we're going to post in this podcast. Um, I'm reading the headlines, so then you can type them in if you don't want to wait. But um, this isn't crazy. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you in the in the intro to our podcast talking about how, you know, some military people with NSA detail, some corrupt police... Were had a racket going on, and they had a racket going on for a very long time. And just like these people, just because they want to stock an X, get a temporary FISA wiretap, can do the same thing if they want to see if you're worth fucking robbing. And since they're doing all this ghost in the machine shit, and they're gonna fucking make sure you can't tell on them because they can just use the back doors and the phones that the fucking everyone who's part of Prism now had to give up. I bet this is there. I bet the the fucking level of woke wokeness because, like I said, I was talking about wokeness and how a lot of there's a big woke wokeness wokeism problem in the NSA. One of these people was telling me, like they said, it's like a fucking plague. It's uncontrollable. This one guy was telling me that um, it's it's just out of it's out of fucking control. He said like. It's like a mob of Karens going through and just because they don't fucking care about they don't like your politics or they don't like that maybe you have a certain view on sexuality or whatever, 
they will then use their fucking NSA job instead of looking for terrorists to then impose their woke bullshit on you and nuke your accounts. No bullshit. Now, I don't want to go too much into this because that's not that's not what this podcast is about. What do you think this account this would be abuse this level of corruption, which has already been described, has to could do for people talking out about things like vaccines or what have you, when the government is so tied in and buying billions of dollars with the vaccines, etc. And there's all these contractors who are probably friends with people from big pharma's, etc. Like the pressure. To secure those dollars, getting kickbacks, etc., squashing dissidents online. So if there's already a wokeism problem, if they're already fucking stalking people on X's online, getting FISA warrants just because they're fucking curious, and in my case, abusing their job to look into my financials and see that they and, and saw a fucking heist opportunity. Like, what's well, to say how far this would be abused? And who do we report that to? Like I said, that's what this podcast is about, but here's a contract, too, so when you go and say, hey, they're doing ghost in the machine shit on my phone, they're fucking controlling it, and they're, you know what I'm saying, like, my internet on my phone is all hacked, and they're harassing me, and they're doing all these weird things, there you go, there's your proof that they are, people from the NSA abuse their jobs all the fucking time, and they will do that shit, and and I can only imagine what they would do if they were working together for a fucking racket, which happens here in San Diego. Um, another thing you need to tell people about is something called Pegasus Software. You ever heard about Pegasus Software? Pegasus Software is a very powerful software that even cops now are getting caught, or law enforcement agencies, corrupt ones. Happened to me. You will install on your phones. Um, what is Pegasus software? Pegasus software basically, your phone is no longer your phone. It's a little rectangle you put in your pocket, but somebody else is listening, watching, scraping the files. So let's say you're trying to log your abuse, like in my case, where there are NSA people and local law enforcement working together to cover their ass. And you're walking around, and you're taking pictures of people abusing you and taking videos of the phone. This Pegasus software, not only can that, they will scrape files off your phone. They'll delete shit off your phone. So it's like absolute control of trying to keep you from logging your abuse, which is why you need to have a body camera without Wi-Fi on your person, which is another reason why these body cameras are important. Uh, but let's talk about this package of software so you have a better idea. So you can understand when you're trying to tell people, hey, they're doing this crazy. They're controlling the shit out of my phone and doing all sorts of shit. What is this? This is from um, The Guardian, 2021, July. Headline says, what is Pegasus spyware and how does it hack phones? Subheadline is NSL Group Software can record your calls, copy your messages, and secretly film you. This shit is getting passed around everywhere. You can get a copy of it off the, off the internet. There's even a website now dedicated to it that'll scan your phone and hopefully try to find presence of the software. But I imagine the software has been modified to keep from detection now. But it worked for a little while. What is the name for perhaps the most powerful piece of spyware ever developed? Certainly by a private company. NSA didn't even make this. It was a private company. They're trying to make a profit. 
Once it has wormed its way on your phone without you noticing, it can turn it into a 24-hour surveillance uh, device. It can copy messages you send or receive, harvest your photos, and record your calls. It might secretly film you through your phone's camera or activate the microphone to record your conversation. It can potentially pinpoint where you are, where you've been, and who you've met. Pegasus is the hacking software or spyware that is developed, marketed, and licensed to governments around the world by the Israeli company NSO Group. It has the capability to infect billions of phones running either iOS or Android operating systems. The earliest version of Pegasus developed was captured by resources in 2016, infected phones through what is called spear phishing text messages or emails that trick a target into clicking a malicious link. Since then, however, an NSO attack capabilities have become more advanced. Pegasus infections can be achieved through so-called zero-click attacks, which do not require any interaction from the phone's owner to record or receive. These exploits often called zero-day vulnerabilities, meaning someone could just send a text message to your phone, and just because your phone uh, accepted the text message, it's now infected. Before, old spyware required you to, like, tap on a link or whatever or weird email. Now, as long as your phone just can receive messages you can infect it that's not even counting the back doors on the shit the government has so i mean just fucking a. um simply by playing a whatsapp call to a targeted device malicious pegasus code could be installed on the phone even if the target never answered the call so yeah this is going into that so there can be people doing shit that they might be contractors and if they don't have nsa access the contractors who are abusing you they can be using this stuff but you need to show hey this shit exists. All these things exist that I think are happening, and there's explanations for all these things. I'm in a situation. I need your help, law enforcement. Stop covering your ass and help me. Um, there's also something that I had to deal with personally with a lot of this ghost in the machine shit. Where this goes in the machine shit. Um, so let me put it this way. So let me let me build this scene for you. This is still under the category of online harassment. I don't know what the documentation of this is. I yet to find it, but I just want to give you a little insight on how they might be doing crazy shit with your phones and your smart TVs and whatever, like what they're doing with me. And Undercover cops, undercover federal agents, etc. have phones in their pockets, obviously, like the rest of us. But now they don't, since they have the phone in their pocket, there's no need to con someone there in the field to think of an excuse to do like a meetup and talk about whatever their mission, whatever their case is. So there's software I've personally experienced. You might experience this too, but that was abused, and the software that they used to harass me was actually software that they used to... So basically everything on your phone, whether it be letters, numbers, colors, your user interface, whatever, capabilities of your programs, what have you, is all editable in some sort of back-end part. Think of it like you can see like a flyer printed out, but there is... A Photoshop document or, uh, you know, a Microsoft Word document or whatever that has the design and you can edit that design. Now think about that for your software. 
for your phone's uh, software, for your phone's browser, for your phone's internet. So basically, anything that you can visualize on your phone, they can now control, edit, re-edit, change, what have you, to communicate with agents in the fields. It's a little bit encoded, like they'll use secret code words, or they're called wake phrases. We're going to look that up. I'm not going to go into that. Wake phrases to let people know, hey, the next information is going to pertain to your mission. You know, we, we got to give you the code word first or whatever. So they'll be scrolling through their Facebook feed, reading the news, what have you. They'll do like a daily ritual on the Internet. And what happens is they can then change it in a drastic way to get their attention or change it in a minor way. And this software is implemented so it could, so they can keep um, an eye on their agents in the field and communicate with them. So, and it doesn't look like they're communicating with anybody. It just looks like they're scrolling their feed or whatever. They don't know. They're actually looking at a custom playlist of the fucking news feed or what have you. That's what they were using to fuck with me. They would do that by like changing all the comments. I, they would. They would post like a link. They would, I call it's called playlisting, or basically think of it like you're building a playlist, like a Spotify playlist. And if I don't know if you've ever seen those Spotify memes where they spell out like a sentence or a phrase or a joke using song titles. If not, just type in Spotify playlist meme. You'll get a perfect idea. Now think about that with your news feed. Well, that's what they'll do is they'll start now. The first they'll show themselves. In my case, I was on Reddit. I, there was a time when I was really into Reddit. And these guys harassing me were posting all this link, link baity shit. Because they were about to do some crazy spooky shit. And so I was wearing a particular item of clothing and doing and stand and standing up at a work desk and these assholes playlisted my feed in um reddit and injected a whole bunch of images etc of a person wearing my sweater um exact same sweater standing at a standing desk whatever and then they started rolling up text-based thing it was at this ask reddit if you if you subscribe to different subreddits, ask Reddit, and it started popping up things like, you know, it, it was basically they were basically describing exactly what I was doing, but they were playlisting it, meaning that they already had pre-planned posts, to that they knew that I'd scroll past and see these things, and um, it was it's a little bit like playing Pictionary, where you have to describe what it is that's going on. And then finally, they just titled one of the posts in the Ask Reddit, like, what do I tell my fat-ass friend Steve that working at a standing desk isn't going to make him slim down? Also, he looks fat in his Harvard sweater, essentially. So I was just like, what the fuck am I looking at? So I clicked on it. Like I said, it was clickbaity, but they're already pre-priming me, letting me know, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. And I clicked on it. And then all the comments, there was like a thousand comments in this post. And they're all, as I scrolled, they're like, Steve, 
different usernames thousands of different usernames they're all steve yeah steve we're looking at you right now steve as i was scrolling through the comments of this it was all about steve all different usernames what have you like so basically that's it's like um have you ever messed with like uh ever seen like the waitress mess with like a little kid at the table where the parents will be looking down at the menus and then the waitress start making faces at the kid and the kid will be like hey hey mom look look and then the waitress will move her face back to normal you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you're having fun with that person in front of everybody else while they're not looking sort of thing. That's essentially what was happening with me. So what they did is they showed me theirs and they let me know how far they could take this shit. So everything. So then they show me how far they can do this ghost in the machine shit. And then now, now that I know that, now that they've showed me in, in an extreme case, now I have the awareness that what I'm looking at on the phone might be modified. And then they further continued to allow that to happen, to harass me, talk shit about me, um, reinforce gaslighting. So bad things were happening to me. They're sitting there telling me, oh, you're going to fucking die tomorrow. You better go to the hospital. Like making me just crazy. Like, and, but they initially showed me hey this is how far we can take our internet thing now usually with these cases i'm going to stop talking about this software this undercover cop software because they're supposed to be let's say i was an undercover cop and they needed to talk to me that's how they'd get my attention they would playlist the news they would playlist the algorithm and customize it so i would notice it but most likely what happens is they got it on my phone or something and they were able to essentially just make anything look like anything on my phone like ghost in the machine that's the best way i can put it but it's basically software used to talk to undercover agents in the field and they're abusing it to make me feel like my phone was talking to me but it was just some asshole using fucking undercover cop software anyways um, yeah, I don't have anything on that, but I just let you know what it looks like. It's pretty crazy. Um, another thing you're going to have to do is if you have a TV, no matter what, get a DVR, get a DVR because they're going to, you ever seen like a deep fake video? Well, there's something called real time deep fakes where they can. A person can basically use their face in a webcam to take a live live footage and then puppet the face. And they started doing that kind of shit to me. Um, it looks it doesn't look uncanny valley. It doesn't look seamless. It looks like it's being it's like some sort of computer program. But it's still scary as shit if you're watching TV. And then Ross from Friends turns around and looks at you. Hey, Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Turn your TV down. Your neighbor is trying to go to sleep or whatever. Like, And then the show goes back to normal. Like, But it was fucking Ross from Friends doing that shit or whatever. That shit has happened to me. And in fact, one time I went to go get one of my psychological evaluations because the cops weren't believing me all this crazy shit I was saying has happened to me. That right when I went in there, could you fucking believe it? That's how fucking corrupt this county is, believe it or not. One of the few questions this guy, when they, because they said, well, we can't take this police report unless 
we get a psychological evaluation from you. And that was a trap. They were trying to put me in a trap. They wanted me to get me to do very crazy. But since this guy just came out and said this, he's like, it was like one of his like third or second or third question he asked me. Steve, do you think your TV talks to you? So I was like, oh, this bitch knows. Oh, my God. This was planned. They're trying to get me all freaked out. And I was. I was fucking stressing. And I made it out of that shit without a diagnosis. But damn, that's how fucking corrupt San Diego law enforcement is and how tied they are they into the military uh, community here is they work together to save each other's asses. But you have to worry about that. You're going to have to get a DVR so you can record that shit happening on your TV. Smart TVs are great. But if you're going through this bullshit, just don't use one. Use a fucking cable box. Get a DVR. So when that fucking real-time deepfake shit happens, scrape it off your hard drive. Put it somewhere else for safekeeping. It's going to happen to you. They're going to make you try to think your fucking TV is talking to you or whatever. It's just, it's just an app. It's just a computer program. But it's spooky as fuck. And they were doing this shit to me in like 2013, 2014, when this deepfake shit wasn't well known. So it was pretty fucking scary. Now, um, I feel like that's a good start. Like I said, these are all things, these are all key points that you're going to need to prove these constructs exist so you can start to reverse your abuse or at least start engaging, unfortunately, physically. I'd hate for you to harm a person, but unfortunately, physically, because they're going to shoot this radiation shit at you. They're going to fucking do really bad things to you. And you're going to want to engage these motherfuckers, but you shouldn't do that until you cross this shit off your list. Have this. Make this folder. Like I said, we have all the links in there, but I was saying that the headlines out loud so you guys can log it. But you're going to need to prove it. But first, you have to prove to these fucking police before you get to talk to a detective. Because, see, essentially, that's what you're trying to get to. You're trying to get to a detective. You don't want to talk to some fucking beat cop. Because the beat cops are the ones that are usually the most corrupt because you know what I'm saying they're dealing with the bullshit every day they're a little desensitized I imagine it's easier to get them but detectives are brains you know what I'm saying detectives are like nerd cops they like solving problems etc so those beat cops are what are like the gatekeepers to move you on to a detective and that's essentially what you gotta engage with to make this abuse stop so having these things in your pocket to show the police hey this is a thing that's happening you wanna move this to us like I wanna now I wanna move this incident report to a detective cause I think this is a bigger case and it could be rewarding for everyone involved you gotta have to make it put a carrot on a stick for these motherfuckers cause a lot of these guys are thinking about their careers so if you carrot stick them and be like, hey, I think this could be part of a bigger case, a bigger kind of bust. I think all the people involved in this, blah, blah, blah. So you want to get to a detective because, yeah, it's great that you have a permission slip by beat cops to that you, hey, I'm going around, I'm fucking with these people because they're fucking with me. This is the shit they're doing. Here's the proof. Hand on the folder. That's a great plan. But. <sighs> Sorry, right? It's fucking 12.37. Um, AM. 
you want to move it on to a detective and this will hopefully help you now i want to read you one more story so you can understand pardon my burp when you're buying these body cameras, when you're buying devices and what have you to record your abuse, let's say that it is not just local gang stalking. Let's say military, government, you've been put on a disposition matrix. Um, you've been, you've been ev elevated on a terror watch list for whatever reason. I mean, fuck, who knows now? Now that we know the fucking NSA is a bunch of fucking woke-ass grown men children... Uh, who knows if you get elevated to terror status just because some fucking soy boy had a bad day. His fucking Imagine Dragons CD fucking oh, CD. Imagine Dragons album got deleted on fucking I, you know, on iMusic or whatever. And they didn't have his fucking soy latte that day or whatever. Like, you understand. Like, now that we understand that, who the fuck knows? Maybe you know somebody or have you elevate you this. Who the fuck knows? But when you are buying these devices, understand. I mean, even basic appliances like lamps and, you know, oscillating fans. Getting electronics delivered to your house if you're going into this abuse is all suspect. Because what they're going to do is they're going to bug that shit before it gets to your house. And you're like, hey, Steve, that's crazy to say that. You know what I'm saying? Well, act like you're a super secret squirrel. Well, listen to this. This is from The Atlantic. In the technology section, this article was written by Connor Simpson in 2013. According to a new report from Der Spiegel on the National Security Agency's top team of hackers, the agency interrupts, intercepts electronics purchased online before delivery to install malware and other spying tools onto them. According to a new report from Der Spiegel on the National Security Agency's top team of hackers, the agency intercept electronics purchased online before delivery to install malware and other spying tools. The NSA Taylor Access Operations, the TAU division, is responsible for the biggest hacks we've learned about in the last year or so. Der Spiegel's report is a special look at the methods and madness behind the NSA's all-star team, the world leader in cell... When a world leader's cell phone is hacked by the NSA, the Tau team is usually responsible, meaning they intercept your shit before it even comes out of the box. They put it back in the box like it never came out of the box. You ever had one of those great Apple unboxings? Well, if they suspect you talking with terrorists or people that are on some you know, high-ranking politicians shit list, and they might suspect you're fucking talking to this dude or whatever, they're going to fucking take your electronics and they're going to put shit on it before they even come there. You mean you have to be you have to you know be aware of that kind of shit. Um, were you elevated to, uh, to on a terrorist list, which is so easy? Did you know you can get put on a terrorist watch list and be elevated as a possible terrorist subject if you homeschool your kids? This is real talk. They've published this list. You can look this shit up yourself. I'm most likely since I'm talking about it now, I'm gonna post it in the description tomorrow or so with the rest of all these links of these things and this resource for you. I'm going to put it on the website as well because I'm now going gung-ho on the website now that everyone's getting kicked off the internet these days. Going gung-ho on the fucking website. So I will have hard copies, hard links, PDFs, etc. of all these files for you to download, to hand over to police to start getting your life back. Or, if you're ever subject to this abuse, get your life back. But this is important to know. 
Oh, yeah. I was talking about the elevator list. So homeschooling your kids, did you know if you buy and store gold, you could get put on a terror watch list? If you talk about the financial system being weak or the ability for it to fail, you can get put on a watch list. If you were a libertarian, believe it or not, a libertarian, just being a libertarian will get you on now elevated to a terror watch list. I'm not lying about this. This has been published. It's just not widely circulated. I'm going to put this shit in the description. You've got to see this shit. It is bananas. Um, what's some other things? If you quote or talk about the book of Revelations online, terror watch list. Why? I don't know. Some sort of, 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 you know, criminal profiler decided these were the, these were the things for them to look at. Um, gosh, the list goes on and on. Just the craziest things you had no idea will put you on a watch list or even subject to some of this abuse that they think you're a terrorist. No bullshit. And with a lot of these offices needing to justify their existence, they will fucking engage you to spend all their budget. Even if you're not a terrorist, that will happen. Everyone's making time and a half. They're fucking renting the house across the street from you because they have to spend their whole budget eating fucking donuts and playing video games all day while you're on the screen. Like, you don't fucking know what's going on with that. But yeah, they're gonna... Sorry, before we went on that tangent. But yeah, so they intercept your electronics before they reach your house. They'll hack them before you get them, before they come out of the box, whatever. It's already been hacked. It looks clean and out of the box to you. They meticulously, they have a whole department called the TAO team. They're the hackers who can access anyone, anywhere under... This back to the article. They're the hackers who can access anyone, anywhere, under any condition. Tau hackers can track your digital movements remotely by exploiting security flaws in an operating system like Windows... But when newfangled remote access hacking strategies don't work through the NSA goes old school, the agency's most skilled team of hackers does not always work from behind a computer. Occasionally a target may be physically intercepted before the NSA can access their information. In these instances, Tau waits for a target to order new electronics. When their surveillance system alerts target X that they bought a new laptop, the Tau intercepts the mail order and has the computer delivered to an NSA facility. They then open the package and install their malware technology into the target's new computer. The product is then repackaged and sent along its merry way. So what does that tell you? Buy electronics in persons, kids. Especially if you think you're on a list. But that goes with... Because there's basic operating software on things like body cameras. Some of them have Bluetooth connectivity try to get one that doesn't some of them have wi-fi connectivity they'll install software on your fucking body camera to remote view your if it's got wi-fi capabilities or bluetooth or uh, there's a, a companion app that connects to it via bluetooth to see your footage some of these body cameras they'll remote access that's a signal they can tap they'll they'll modify the software so they can get in there and do that shit they will, if you get an appliance, if you get a fucking oscillating fan for your room, they're probably going to put like an audio bug in it. Ordering shit off Amazon. I mean, you don't understand. Amazon, the CIA uses Amazon cloud services. There's no way that they aren't using that access to also monitor when people on a hot list or suspected hot list 
order shit off the internet and get it delivered to the house. It's already hacked. So buy your shit in person. But anyways, take all this shit, put it in a fucking folder, go to the police, make sure you get your fucking, what do you call it? Psychological evaluation first. Make sure you get at least two. I got three that are current. And then go and then go there and then tell them, hey, this is what's going on. These are the this is proof that these things exist. I'm not just pulling them out of my ass. All these things that I'm saying are happening exist. Granted, they're in different pieces, but it shows that people are capable of all these things that I'm saying. These aren't crazy things that I'm saying. So I'm letting you know this is happening to me in the wild. You're not going to fucking wait to show up there all the time. I'm going to be engaging these motherfuckers. Put that shit in your binder. Record the cop while you're talking to them. Not because the cop is shady, but because I've had to deal with some shady cops. They will purposefully lose that shit. They will never file the report. Whatever. They'll come up with a reason. Your job is to show these people... Look, these models for abuse exist. Not only do they exist, but they've been caught. Which means that they're way more prevalent because a small percentage of people actually get caught than what is actually out there. So, I'm telling you, this abuse is happening. Here is all the, at least, circumstantial evidence. If you don't have any hard video or what have you, just show, hey, these things are happening. These constructs exist. These are not fantasies these aren't far-fetched abuses they exist in many different forms and we see them all the time we just don't pay attention because it doesn't apply to our lives but here are the things here's the homework i'm letting you officers know of this particular city i drive through whatever that if it comes to the ch- i want somebody's fucking business card get their business card get their contact info you have the video of talking to them from your body camera like i said you just try to get a tiny one because not all those guys, not all the fucking cops are fucking assholes. Some of them are just, they want to collect a fucking paycheck and they just pick being a bullet sponge. Which is, right? What a fucking, that sucks. But, you know, get a body cam. I know they have little tiny clip-on ones too. So if you have, you can have multiple assortment of body cams. You can have like a robust heavy-duty one for when you're out and about town all day that records for 10 hours at a time. Because that's the thing is, it takes you a while to boot up your camera, but something can happen within a minute, two minutes, and it's already over. So the always recording body cameras are what's up. Make sure you get one with no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, and get one with a removable SD card so you can then plop it into your phone if you need to upload something or what have you. Don't get one that just connects by USB because that means you can only get the files off via laptop. And yeah, so... I'm going to put all this shit together for you guys. I'm going to put it on the website. You should definitely go to the website. I'm going to put it on the COINTELPRO website and the MeshNews.org website. Because like I said, I'm going gung-ho on this on the website now. We got, yeah, got to do a lot of stuff. But thank you for listening to my long-winded um, exploration on the beginnings of getting your life back. And at least being able to engage your abusers and not being subject to jail time which is i feel is i've gone through these forums is a real threat people are worried about like there's so many people abusing me but i'm also afraid that they're going to try to set me up so i go to jail which is a thing that is common these a lot of these people are pussies they only feel 
empowered, enabled, because a large group of retards all believe the same fucking moron shit. And, I mean, fucking A, bro. Jonestown. Over 700 people just decided to buy, to drink cyanide fucking Kool-Aid. Large, people get into large groups and do stupid shit that is crazy if you looking at it from an outside party. Anyways, thanks for listening to that. Hopefully, I'm going to put this kit together for you, but I wanted to go over it so you can understand it, so you can explain it, because you will be faced to the point, like, you have to understand, if you can't go to law enforcement, who do you go to for this type of abuse? And that was really the reason why this shit persisted so long for me, is because law enforcement was stonewalling me, but I also wasn't prepared to call their bullshit. You now have the kit provided to you, and I explained it to you in detail. I'm going to put this kit together. You're going to buy a shitty printer that connects to your fucking phone um, and print all this shit out, put it in different folders. Now, literally, if you, whatever county, if you interact with, say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 cities is mainly the main amount of cities I interact with because SoCal is all scrunched together. So San Diego especially. A lot of them I drive through, but I've gotten harassment every single one at gas stations or what have you. And there is an apprehension not to engage these people, even though they're abusing you or hurting your mental health. I think mental health should be labeled as a form of assault, especially since the government is so fucking good at it. Um, yeah, it should definitely be mental health. Yeah, I think harming a person's mental health with harassment should definitely be categorized as assault. But you're going to want to engage these people. You're going to want to kick their ass. But you're also going to be like, I also don't want to go to jail and get fucking stabbed, which is going to be an easy way for me to go for my abusers. So here's the kit to start to get your fucking life back. It's all the mistakes I made. I'm giving them to you guys. I hope you see something good from it. Like I said, it's going to take me probably an hour or so to put it up tomorrow when I finally wake up. But I, ex I wanted to explain this to you because it's absolutely necessary. This is, this is the first step on the way back. Because what your abusers haven't associated with your harassment is that is a negative emotion because they will not continue to do that behavior unless it's been reinforced with negativity so if they're not if there's no repercussions for them fucking with you constantly a lot of people say just ignore them they'll go away it ain't like that especially with adults um and gang stalking is a part of it you know that my last podcast i was talking about i got all fucking upset is because, like, that is the effect gang stalking will have on you. It'll fucking cause a breakdown because people are organ in an organized group are working to harass you to make you feel like you don't deserve to be out with the people. You know what I'm saying? Based on their crazy little fart chambers that they pass, you know, this... It's basically... They're called open secret crimes. I was talking to some those contractors. I said that's what that's actually categorized as, open secret crimes. These motherfuckers have no basis for what they're doing. It's just 
his, you, if it's if it's not people getting paid to do it to you, it's people who were who got wrapped up in hysterics so they can work for free and they can feel like special little deputies or whatever the fuck and in reality they just don't want to pay for babysitters so they just make people feel special and then they'll follow you around because they have sad lives and you would be impressed on how many people actually have a lot of free time it's scary and sad that's why there's probably a mental health epidemic in this country a lot of sad sad people but yeah, that was when you were seeing me over, like, going off. Um, that was a result of being heavily gang stalked before coming in and doing this, doing that episode. Also, I went and got something to eat and something was put in my food, so I couldn't communicate effectively. I mean, I already have a little bit of ADD, a little bit. But the things when they put like mercury solution and lithium and all sorts of shit in your fucking food I made the mistake um, it'll affect you and on top of being you know emotionally triggered by the abuse but now you have the toolkit now you guys had the fucking toolkit thank god I got this put together it took me forever to realize all the challenges you know how many times I had to go to the police to figure this out so these are the necessary steps to have this not be a problem anymore. The obvious, the, the main goal of this podcast and this wiki I've been putting together is the government has been perfecting this method of robbing of a person of their rights once they become a threat to the state. And because the government has honed these skills for so long, they know that if someone actually becomes a threat, they already have a protocol in place. They, it's basically, it's all backed by science literal behavioral science medical science etc from the, like the devices and shit they use on you they shouldn't be allowed to do it they passed on this information to now even uh, municipalities law enforcement agencies now have access to these kinds of protocols to eliminate someone reporting abuse um, etc and they, these things should not exist. The government shouldn't have worked so hard to learn to fuck its own people. The government works for us. And the fact that, that these tactics, etc., have not been published has only allowed this abuse to go on for so long. I imagine we would live in a fucking utopia by now. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. But I'm just saying, we'd probably live in a much better world if these tactics... If we didn't have a method... If... if the methods for neutralizing these sorts of railroading and harassment and enhanced torture, etc. tactics, like, I imagine there could have been some people really trying to put the truth out there who didn't have a means to explain what was going, going on to them, how to counter it, how to fight it, how to get their life back, how to get their sanity back, how to get things back to normal. Hopefully this will help. I think this is a good first step. I made all the right mistakes a million times, so I know all the things to look out for, all the things they're going to question you on, and the next best thing, the next thing is to get on and moving with the detective so you can start to get your life back, because you need law enforcement to work with you to fight on your side, because look, you can't go around shooting people. 
I know it feels you feel like you want to do that shit sometimes. Now, slapping someone, like I said, I looked it up. You're not going to go to jail. They're going to write you a ticket. You're probably still going to have to go to court. If the guy is a big bitch, probably gonna, he's probably going to try to sue you for, I don't know, whatever a red mark on the face is worth. But at least you can now feel protected. People know what's going on. It's easily communicated. It's in a nice package. They can distribute it amongst other people. And you can refer to it in case someone tries to drag you in for something. You'll be like, ah, 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 look, I told you this was going on. This I was doing this. This is a trigger. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Hopefully, the undeniable deniability no longer persists. Or we can start to chip away at it with this uh, kit I put together. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast, you guys. You guys have been great.